Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. They're longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about Dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first-time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be brighter days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you stink. It's Willard and Dibs. On 95.7, the game. Uh, we're going to get to Warriors in a second. DeMar Hamlin continues to do better and better and better, which is fantastic. I wanted to say this, though, also to put a ball on what we were just talking about with the NFL. Yeah. Do you want to know in this new idea, and if you just hopped in, the new idea with, hey, uh, the, the Chiefs, Bills, and Bengals will just sort of cancel the game, go by win percentage, but whoever gets the one seed has to choose. Do you want to buy or do you want home field advantage throughout the playoffs? you got to pick one. You can't have both. Uh, interesting idea for sure. Do you know the one group that does not sort of get acknowledged in this whole thing? Not who, Mark? All of you with your fantasy football championships. Yeah. Like, and, and you I gotta know, deal with that. Absolutely. And that matters the least out of all of this. But I'm done talking about all the things that don't matter because somebody got hurt. Everything matters. These are our lives. This is what we're into. Life life will go on. There yeah. are tragedies all the time. And, and there are, let's be honest, there are people everywhere sitting there going, all right, so like... Who won? Millions, I mean, this is turned millions into, and millions this, of dollars. This has turned into the Bush Gore election. Like, uh, I mean, uh, okay, like who won? But and, at least in that, there was a process for it being resolved. This one may not get resolved, and not. it seems more and more like the feeling I'm getting from everything I'm reading and all the people I've talked to over the last 24 hours who are connected with the league. It seems more and more that they're not going. To resume the game. They're yeah, not but, going to upset the schedule that they have in place. They're going to play this weekend. They're going to find another way to resolve the standings and the fact that teams won't have played the even amount of games. And that's just the way that's going to go. Yeah. So you fantasy football leagues out there, you're going to have to find a way if, to deal if, with it. If you needed 22 points from Josh Allen on Monday night... Split the pod. Our very own nice guy, Split Steven, alumni, KCBS uh, sports reporter, 15 and 45. He needed 60. Yeah, but he had three players. He sure did. Split the pot. Chop that pot. Split the pot. Well, and, what about this, Mark? And pay that man his smile. Thank you. It's a four for your yeah. Teddy KGB. There are some leagues that have, which are, these are weird leagues, but leagues that go all 18 weeks, not head-to-head, total points mm-hmm. leagues. And there are also leagues where week 18... 
is the championship absolutely, round. Absolutely. So those leagues are going to have to figure out other ways to resolve totally. it. You know how you can do it, by the way? You know how each your fantasy app gives you that little uh, it gives you that little analytics in-game? You have a 58% chance yeah, of winning right yeah. now. You get 58% of the pot. That, that's it. I got a 42% chance. You get 42% of the if pot. If I'm nice guy Steven, I'm not happy about well, it. I'm sorry, nice guy Steven. Maybe we'll finally make him mad and he won't be nice anymore. <laughs> well, he does have an alter ego, uh, and it's a name I can't mention on the uh, <laughs> on the air, but... The, the first name I can't say, but then it's Bag Steven when he goes to the dark side. Per <laughs> yes. uh, sources, we have Schefter. Do we have Schefter sound? Here, uh, here it is, Adam Schefter. I don't think an educated guess that they're going to wind up replaying that Bills-Bengals game from Monday night. As mm. somebody said to me this past week, the game is bad mojo. It's time to leave it behind, move forward, not back. And I don't believe the league under most circumstances, is going to wind up replaying that game. So I think that's when we saw from Pro Football Talk even last night at about 9 o'clock said there's momentum building toward the cancellation of the game and just going by winning percentage. Look, um, we've all said this 100 times, and it's just the truth. There's no perfect answer. Isn't it amazing? Take a step back for a second and go, isn't it incredible what one game... One game. You want to talk about urgency, what the leagues are all looking for, college football. Is there any relevance to the regular season? And, this, and if you have too many teams in the postseason, it takes away the relevance. Of the, one game yeah. stops in the first quarter. And the trickle-down effect of what to do about it, granted it was because it's two really good teams, but because of that, I mean... It's global. The ripple effect goes everywhere. And it doesn't stop, Mark. Right, right. And, it's, and I don't want to... To uh, make light of the incident because it was a terrible, terrible incident, but it was one innocuous hit. This was not. Oh, it was no. Yeah, this no was not fault. a no, savage yeah. act. Right. This was not, you know, Daryl Stingley and Jack Tatum with a just an absolute devastating sideline cheap shot type of hit that sends a guy, you know, to where we're debating it, or if. You know, the Miles Garrett helmet swing, if that would have connected and something bad would have happened. This was a tackle. Yeah. This was a garden variety tackle where a guy got hit in a way to where his heart stopped. DeMar Hamlin's dad has actually gone public to say, leave T. Higgins alone. Good. Like, T. Higgins is getting some sort of criticism because he was, I don't know, playing football. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely nothing malicious whatsoever. Weird timing, weird angle. Just weird everything. Wildly yeah. unfortunate. However, the beautiful thing is, and I don't know if he'll ever play football again, and I don't think anybody's even too worried about that right now. It looks like DeMar Hamlin continues. Each 24 hours, we're getting good news that he's heading in the right direction. Quote, unquote, from the doctors, remarkable progress yeah. in the last 24 hours. Eyes open, squeezing hands of family members. Just fantastic news, which, let's be honest, also helps. It's going to help the NFL Absolutely. and the Bills move forward and and play games this weekend. And his recovery is, it's a long one because of, yep. the, of what yep. they had to do to keep him alive. And, you know, when you get intubated, when you put a breathing tube inside somebody's body, you're basically putting a tube in their lungs. And that is very invasive. So once he's able to start breathing on his own and you take the breathing tube out, there's a certain amount of healing that needs to go on with the lungs, with sure. the lungs themselves. So the fact that he doesn't have... And it's neurological 
uh, I can't remember the, the, the other part oh, of that. Oh, uh, intact. Intact. Ne- neurologically intact. Thank you. And I struggle yeah. saying that word for some reason. Well, it's but a tough word. A lot of people have that. Yeah, that neuro- he, neurological. The yeah. fact that he has that intact is an absolute huge Just piece amazing. of news because that indicates that his brain was not without oxygen for a long enough period to where he was put in a vegetative state. Mike Silver in 20 minutes. Brian Sabian in 50 minutes. And Sabes has been having some interesting things to say uh, as he moves from the Giants organization to the Yankees. And it sounds like, uh, you know, there, there was some disappointment, I think, at, at minimum from Sabian with regard to how things played out in recent years with the Giants. So we look forward to connecting with one of the greats, one of the people who had a huge mark on the history of the Giants organization. Good morning. Thank you for being with us, as always, on Twitch and YouTube. Good morning. Xfinity Mobile text line. You can be heard there as well. Seen, I guess, would be a better way to say it. You can be heard on our phone lines. Your call's always welcome at 888-957-9570. What was your big takeaway from the Warrior game last night? Great game. Great game. And uh, you got beat on a three ball that, uh, you know, is, is going to go in maybe one out of every ten times. And you tip your cap. You played a very good game. Competitive game. And it's a shame that the winning streak ended. And now you could look at a lot of times, you know, you look at a game like that and you would skew toward the negative. I would skew toward the positive. Now, there were some negatives. Draymond Green gets ejected, two technicals, neither one of which was maybe <laughs> that worthy. <laughs> yeah, the first okay. tech is your garden variety, oh, yeah, yeah, enough yeah. of you, enough of you and you're talking. The second one is, unfortunately, where we are now in the NBA society where... Two players can't get linked up at all like that without us having to go to New York and determine that that's double technicals. I don't like it. That's the reality in which we live. The other negative piece, Jordan Poole. Doesn't seem to have yeah. the late game awareness you're looking for from a guy who, you know, again, Clay Thompson on a heater. The guy's on fire. He's a Hall of Famer, yet Jordan Poole goes headlong in and makes another late game, out of control, reckless turnover that that doesn't help. Okay. I want to have Jordan Poole's back today. And 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 here's why. I know it's not that I don't have his back. Right. right. But I like like even in this conversation, so I, I I'm gonna acknowledge one thing first, and it, it it is this. There is an uncanny and incredibly frustrating streak going on of Jordan Poole with the ball in his hands in a key crunch time moment where Dibs, it's not just that it doesn't go in. He doesn't even get a shot off. It's, I fell over my own feet or... Bounced it off my knee. I bounced it off my foot. Passed it to no one. Or I fell, I I tried to do a fall away and it got blocked. Or even the Utah game, I, I didn't even hold on to the ball. I just let someone take the ball right out of my hands. All of these things have happened at an uncanny rate so far this year. And that is, um, it is frustrating for a fan, number one. And number two, I, I think it's indicative of Jordan Poole's lack of readiness to be an NBA one. But dot, 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 that's okay. He's still so young. He doesn't need to be an NBA one yet because the Warriors already have that. Jordan Poole is still a one in training. I don't know if he's ever going to get there. He's with Yoda right now. We'll see if he becomes Skywalker. Maybe he won't. I'm sorry, Bonte, if that went over your head. But anyway. <laughs> nice. Right? Like, 
Here's the other... That's actually a good comp because Skywalker in the swamp... A lot of turnovers. Right. <laughs> a lot of petulance yes. and a lot of immaturity. Yes. yes. And, and, you know, and, and, and the bottom line is, Jordan, there, stop trying. There is no try. It's do or do not. And right now you are do notting. But the idea. So pass the rock. Right. Except for here's the thing. You're in your, your NBA one moment, tie game, down one, whatever it is, you got the rock, is not built for catch and shoot players. It's built to be in the hands of the person who can break someone down off the dribble. And when Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins are in street clothes, there's one warrior who can break someone down off the dribble. It's Jordan Poole. He still does it too wildly, but I understand why the ball is in his hands in that moment rather than Clay's. Even if it's going to end up being Clay, it needs to be a penetrate and kick to Clay. A la the three-pointer he hit to tie the game. Which was a catch-and-shoot. Catch-and-shoot, exactly. So those moments are designed for catch-and-shoot no, plays. But, but, but Jordan's turnover before that was not. There's 10 seconds on the clock. Right. That's not catch-and-shoot. That's break someone down. It's But it's not break someone down and have Jordan Poole try to do it himself. And he's not... It kind of is. That's, that's what you do really in a tie not. game in the NBA. It's, it's really not. And, you know, you can penetrate and kick, or you can give the ball to Draymond and have him set up clay in a different way. Right now, what we have is Jordan Poole with the ball in his hands, headlong, out of control, and he's not even getting a shot up. Yeah, but granted, right, which is super frustrating, but my point is, think about any NBA game. You're down one or you're tied, and there's 10 seconds to go. If Portland's in town, they're down one with 10 seconds, what do you think's happening? You're moving the ball around? You've got Damian Lillard. Exactly. Jordan Poole, you're he, not Damian Lillard. No, but he's Damian Lillard in training. He's That's not what he's, even close to Damian no, Lillard. No, he's not. I agree with you. You but, can't sniff Damian Lillard. But that's what he wants to be. And he's the closest thing the Warriors have if Curry and Wiggins are on the sideline. I but guess, he's not him. And we talked about him. But he is what you got. He is him Available. He thinks that he's him. No, but he is. He is. He's the guy who gets the ball in that situation. Any NBA team down one with 10 seconds is going to go here. Here's the ball. See what you can do. And Jordan Poole right now with Curry and Wiggins sideline is that guy. I'm granting you the wild frustration of how many times in a row he can't even seem to get a shot off. But the other side of the coin is is that Jordan Poole, through this winning streak, has had phenomenal moments, and the Warriors can't really be effective without him. So it is absolutely one of those moments where you just got to you gotta take the gut punch, and, and I, I, I totally understand how frustrating it is, but Jordan Poole is still an NBA one in training. He is not. He'll got, never be an NBA. And that's one. a fair opinion. If he's an NBA one, you are twenty-two and sixty. Gr- I agree with you right now. I don't know what he's going to be oh, four I, years I, I would, from now. I would go ahead and project it out, unless and that's, and that's fair. You know, uh, you can have that opinion unless you want to think that he's going to become a Steph Curry. Well, Look at Damian Lillard as a one. He has never been on a team that has threatened an NBA championship. Yeah, he's but, a, he's an NBA one. On a pretty much a mediocre team year in and year out. But Dibs, what did Steph Curry look like when he was 22? That, I, I'd ask you that. What was Jordan Poole two and a half years ago? You would not have projected this. And so right. I don't know what he's going to be two and a half years from now. I know what he wants to be. I know what he's trying to be. I know what the Warriors are hoping they are paying him to be, which is potentially an NBA one. 
But right now, he's still got the training wheels on. Well, he's trying too hard to be that right now, in my opinion. And okay. there are so many different ways you can get a bucket down one. And right now, the Jordan Poole dribble, 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 I'm going to make this happen <laughs> modality is not working. So maybe we try a different way. And, you know, you look at the inbounds pass. You're down by three. That inbound play, Steve Kerr and that beloved whiteboard draws up an absolute beauty. They execute to perfection. Bing, screen, bam, clay, got it, tie game. Uh, are you telling me we can't draw up a play in that fashion well, down one? But you wouldn't do that with 10 seconds to go because that's not the highest percentage thing. Like we, we well, look, well, Jordan Poole going solo dolo is not the highest well, percentage thing. That's actually the lowest percentage thing. I, and I grant you that that has been the trend. But in theory, giving the ball to your best breakdown on the dribble player and letting him drive, and whether that's shoot, kick, or get fouled, that is the highest percentage thing you can do in that situation. The reason the Warriors draw, draw up such a brilliant play in that moment moment granted is part of it because there's only like a, a tick or two on the clock but you know what happens when a team is up three and there's three seconds to go they foul you they're not going to let you shoot well they don't do that anymore well, Kalen Azubuki was making a great point teams aren't doing that as much as they used which to which is wild I don't even I don't understand uh, yeah. it but in order to even get the three-pointer off it has to be something like what the Warriors did which is not only did they create a three for their best three-point shooter they did it in such a quick pinball way that the Pistons didn't even have time or ability to foul if they wanted to which is what in theory you would want to do so that's why you do that when there's three or four ticks on the clock but when there's 10 I, I don't know any NBA team that doesn't say here I mean even when the Warriors had like four of the top seven players in the world all on their team if they had been in that situation five years ago they would have handed the ball to Kevin Durant and said here Go. But it wouldn't have been, and let's he's try Kevin to break Durant. a guy down off the dribble. Yes, it would have. He's Kevin Durant. It would be Kevin Durant back to the basket. Just shoot over the guy. Why don't exactly. we post up Clay Thompson? Or why don't we set a ball screen for Jordan Poole? Because, and I'm looking at the play right now. He's got the ball. There's 10 on the game clock, and there's 9 on the shot clock. So you don't have to go in that moment. You're down one. But you're down, so you want to go as quickly as possible because if it doesn't work, exactly you what... You want to foul, exactly. Exactly what ended up happening. But they still had a chance. maybe you can send a screen Jordan Poole's way. Sure. Or maybe you can, you know, I don't know. Draymond Green couldn't be involved because <laughs> you, you can't control your emotions, Draymond, and so you got kicked out again. Silly refs. And by the way, yeah, blame it on the refs. For, <laughs> Draymond can scream at them all game long, and God forbid bid, we tee up Draymond well, Green, and then for, he gets tangled but, up. But the double, yeah, the double tech had nothing to do with anything that Draymond had done prior in the game. No, the double the double tech, the double is tech just, you get ejected a, because you already have a technical I know, foul. but even you, like, I know you know this. We talked about it before the show. Like, the double tech is a weird deal. Like, I don't really understand it. You, I mean, It's like offsetting unsportsmanlike right, penalties in these, the NFL. You've got these massive human beings with emotion <laughs> dripping all over the place, and, 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 and you're out there for three hours pushing and shoving with each other and 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 you can't have like a little chest to chest moment where they like hey get off me no you get off exactly me. that and was then, a nothing and then we move down to the other end of the court like that's a no nothing you don't need to address that my problem league. with what happened with the double technical is that we go to new york to adjudicate it because the three refs the two men and the very good underrated female ref whose name escapes me right now hmm. they're the ones on the floor and if they 
are the ones on the floor who determine that it's a double technical, I would be able to accept that a little bit more easily, Mark, because they're the ones who understand the tenor and the emotion and the flow of the game. Because if you look at that play, when Draymond gets ejected, two players got tangled up. Big deal. Big deal. Two physical players, two aggressive players. They get tangled up. They come together, and that was it. There was no push. There was no finger point. There was no hold me back, hold me back. That was a big nothing. But when you go to New York and somebody's sitting there sipping on a, an iced mocha latte, looks at it and goes, yeah, it's double tax. Yeah, that's that's the part that, that bothers me. But but uh, but Steve Kerr, uh, who, by the way, will let you hear what he had to say about it after the game. I thought this was really important because whether you're in New York or on the floor, I think it is part of the referee's job to know the situation. You need to have awareness to realize even if that previous technical was totally awful and Draymond's fault, which I did not think last night, but whatever. Even if that technical was totally that person's fault, you have to have the awareness to say, we got a close game, it's the fourth quarter, are we throwing out a key player because two guys got tangled up for a second? You have to have that awareness. Right. Here's Steve Kerr on the technical foul. No, he's never gone over. He knows where the line is. I, I didn't really see what happened at the end when, was it Han Stewart got into it? In my mind, it's like, do we have to call a double technical and eject a guy from the game because two guys in a really competitive game in the most competitive basketball league on earth, or oh my, who knew? They were, they're going to actually get it, get a little upset with each other. Like, this is the game. It's what people pay to see, like competition at its highest form. So to come out of the timeout, we've already drawn up our play. Draymond's on the floor and then we got inbound the ball and they tell us Draymond's been ejected. That's a tough one. That's I haven't experienced that before and I prefer in those situations where the officials have the awareness that somebody's got a tee. We're, we're not going to kick them out because two guys get into a little yelling match or whatever it was. If it's earned, it's earned and maybe I'm totally wrong. If I'm wrong, then that's my fault but I don't really believe there should be double technicals that lead to an ejection. Let me help you out, Steve. You're not wrong. Uh, yeah, they have to have that awareness. That, to me, that's part of the job. Well, and that's also, part of the job. and that—that's New York. And I don't know if New York is they looking. At, have it too. I don't know if they're looking at the box score. And honestly, they're not going to look at a situation like that. What happened? And say, well, Draymond's already got a technical foul, so we can't call double technicals on this because we don't want him to be ejected. They I mean, don't do that. They're talking to each other. They've got it, but, uh, but okay, they don't. To they me, don't they, do that. They have to. But that's not—that's not the way you officiate, Mark. I, that's not I the mean, way you do it. You, well, you look Steve at, Kerr is saying it is. Well, you look at an incident in New York, and you see what you see, and if you think that that warrants double technicals, mm. I don't agree with it. Yeah, I don't like that and at I all. And I don't like the fact, and again, if this happened with Monty Irvin and his crew locally, I think that they separate the players, they all huddle up, they get together, and they have the awareness. They've been refereeing the game. They know that Draymond Green already has a technical exactly. foul. And at that point, maybe they say, let's just go ahead and let this one go. Okay, so Mike Silver in about six minutes, and we've got this developing news from Pro Football Talk. Current information <laughs> that they have, says Pro Football Talk, Bill's Bengals won't happen. So PFT is reporting that the Bills-Bengals game is not going to be resumed. The NFL is currently figuring out how to configure the AAC, AFC playoffs without that game. So those conversations are ongoing. Then PFT throws this question out. Ponder this 
And we'll talk to Mike about it. Could an eighth team be added to the AFC playoffs? I thought about that. To eliminate the bye for the number one seed. <laughs> Everybody sip your coffee and think about that for a second. Let's weigh in on that along with Mike Silver coming out. Would they also add one to the NFC, I wonder? Because well, wouldn't they... I mean, would they have to, or... I mean... Which suddenly would add intrigue to the Lions-Packers game. It sure game, would. Wouldn't it? And you know what? Oh, it, how convenient. It might also clear <laughs> the way toward making this a permanent change, uh-huh. which uh, no more buys for anybody. Fascinating. Okay. Uh, get geared up for these playoffs right now. 957thegameshop.com. You get a relevant shirt. DPOI shirt. Gear from all of the shows. Even Steiny and Guru. Uh, Faye and Sin Bruno just ordered two relevant t-shirts. Hey, Faye, thank you very much. Get yours now at 957thegameshop.com. Mike Silver next, and we'll weigh in on that new idea, Willard and Dips. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.